Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! No, before I start my message, let me give you the title of my message today. As you know that we are on a series, our, uh, our team for this year is good, and my title today is The Good Search. Cool. As I... <laughs> okay, you're more awake now. Uh, good. Cool. Uh, as you know, as Aurora was sharing just now, our church has just started our, our 21 days of prayer and fast. Uh, for those of you who are visiting us and you're like, what is this U-turn thing that you're talking about? Basically, it's just a season uh, of 21 days where ex- not just ex-London, but all our different locations, uh, whether it's in Malaysia, in Singapore, in Botswana, all our locations are entering into a season of 21 days of prayer and fast. Uh, just to seek God. And the reason why we call it U-turn is really just to turn our hearts back onto Him again, to search for different things in our lives that God wants us to turn back more to Him. And that's why we call it U-turn. Nothing elaborate about it. It's just a terminology. But uh, for those of you, uh, before I go on, why not I have a show of hands? How many of you are uh, joining us this this year? Cool. How many is your first time fasting? Wow. That's good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, even as we're going through that, um, you know, um, Pastor Dave has been sharing for the last two weeks uh, about, about preparing our hearts uh, before the fasting season begins. Uh, two weeks ago, he shared about the good fast. How many of you remember that sermon? Oh, well done. Uh, and uh, the last week, he was sharing about the good sound, about how effective, how our prayers should just not reach the ears of God, but should reach, reach the heart of God as well. And today, I want to continue on even in our, in our season of U-turn uh, about the good search, uh, in, uh, how we should approach during this uh, fasting season as well. You know, um, you, know, even, you know, sometimes we talk about fasting and we associate fasting and prayer. When I talk about prayer, even for me, sometimes when I talk about prayer, I only think about uh, prayers, what I want from God. You know, uh, things that I'm searching God for a breakthrough, things that I'm asking God for a breakthrough for. And that's really, um, for the last few years, that's all my focus of my U-turn has been about. You know, for this year, I have, uh, we still have our prayer requests. We're still waiting for our visa from the wonderful home office. <laughs> yes, very wonderful, but okay, I will not. <laughs> Since this is recorded, I will not say anything. <laughs> They're all wonderful people. <laughs> but anyway, uh, sorry. Uh, as I was, I was just thinking about it, and God began to challenge me this year, and began to put a message in my heart this morning that He wants to put on, uh, He wants us to, as a church to be challenged into, you know, our, and areas that we need to even search ourselves even during this U-turn as well. You know, sometimes we talk about prayers and it's all about us. You know, um, unknowingly, sometimes we can make it all about us. God, I want breakthroughs in this area. Maybe if your studies, uh, God, I want a breakthrough in my studies. You know, maybe if you're working, God, I want maybe a, a promotion. I want a f- career breakthrough. And there's nothing wrong with having those type of prayers as well. But you know, U-turn is not just about us, but it's really about God. You know, and uh, before, uh, and I felt God asked me, will you challenge my church to search me, search their hearts about these two areas in their life? The first area is this, let me give it to you, is how hard is your love for God this morning? The second area is this, uh, God wants us to begin to identify spiritual muscles in our lives that we need to build even in this U-turn. You know, the first point is this. Um, 
God says today, will you renew, even during this season of U-turn, whether is it U-turn or not, but will you renew your love for Him this morning? No, can I turn us to Revelation 2, verse 1 to 5? XTV will help me flash it on the screen. Okay, how many guys are there? Almost? Still the one hour of lack of sleep. <laughs> okay, guys are there? Cool. This is uh, basically, I know we, most of us, okay, I know a lot of us don't like to read the book of Revelation because it sounds scary and all, but uh, this is the letter of, that Jesus has said, uh, John has wrote to the churches. Yeah. Now, the first one is this. Um, this, is the, this is a letter from the church in Ephesus. It says this in verse 2. I know all the things that you do. I've seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people, you have examined the claims of those who say they're apostles, but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look, far, look how far you have fallen from your first love. Turn back to me again and work as you did at first. If you don't, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. But there is this about you that is good. You hate the deeds of the immoral Nicholas just as I do. Now, today I want to focus about the part where God says, I have this one complaint against you, which is you, have, you don't love me or each other as you did at first. No, if you read through the first thing that God has commanded them to do, it sounds, whoa, the, the, the church is doing well, right? Here it says this, I've seen your hard work, means the church is known for its hard work. I've seen your patient endurance, I've seen how you to don't tolerate evil people. I've seen how that you have examined the claims of apostles and discovered they are liars. You have, you know, God saying that, hey, I know that you have patiently suffered for me without quitting. You know, all these are really like, sounds like on paper, it sounds like, wow, this church is doing amazing. But yet God says this, yeah, all these are important, but I have this one complaint against you, which is you have left your first love. You know, and even as I was searching during this U-turn, I felt God asked me, God said this, you know, sometimes we think, for me, I think I can doing doing well. Hey, God, I'm going to church on a Sunday. I'm serving on a Sunday. I go for prayer service. I go for homes. I'm doing my Bible study. I'm doing this. I'm doing, I'm ticking all the boxes again. But God is saying, where is your heart? Where is your heart today? You know, where is your, is really your, is it your first, uh, is it really God still your first love today? You know, it's very, uh, very, you know how the Bible describes first love? You know, have you ever met couples when they fall in love? When they first start dating? You know, there's a, my, um, there's a saying that's always say that, hey, you don't, need, uh, you don't need to really eat when you start first start dating. You can survive on love, right? And you know, my friends, I mean, my friends who have just started, when they first started dating, I've got so irritated. You know, all they can talk is about their boyfriend or their girlfriend. I'm sure you have friends like that. Uh, all they want to do is spend time with that together, spend time together with that person. And that's really when you fall in love for the first time, that's what happens. Were we like that? Uh, <laughs> no, we weren't like that. I don't know why. But anyway... <laughs> But sometimes that happens and you know, when you fall in love, that's what you want to do. You want to spend time with that person. You can't help but talk at that person. You can't help but think about that person, isn't it? And God's saying today like, hey, I, I, is it your, is, I know some of you love me, but is really your first love me that way? Do you love me that way? Is it all that, the, the, does God consume you that way? Does, 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 the love, does, do you love God that way again? 
you know, and God is just challenging us today. Would you turn your hearts back, turn your love back onto God this morning again? You know, um, uh, for me, um, even as I'm um, doing, I'm doing a 7 to a.m. to 7 p.m. fast means I don't eat anything from that time. It's very, very difficult. Yesterday at 3 p.m., I felt like dying. I felt like, oh my gosh, four more hours before I can eat. But even as God's reminded me, hey, you're so hungry for food, right? I'm like, yeah, in my head, uh, before Bristol service, it's, I was thinking, God, I want to eat this, that, this, that. And um, God's like, will you, do you hunger for me the way that you hunger food? You know, for those of you, maybe if you're doing, uh, I know some of you are doing Daniel fast. Uh, I heard some people say, hey, it's very difficult. I'm like, but it's the first day. <laughs> but do you hunger, do you crave after meat? Again, that way that you crave for God. You know, for some of you, maybe uh, the more rice people here, uh, you, you're, you're fasting rice and you're like, oh, it's not as satisfying. But does God satisfy you the way that food that you're giving up satisfies you? You know, that's why God, the, 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 the letter to Ephesus says, what is your first love? You know, um, what is your first love? Do you hunger for God that way again? You know, um, when we worship, do we give all out again? Do we, God, like, I, I need you. I'm so desperate for you again. You know, that's why we, the Bible says first love. You know, the question is today is, do you love God today more than you did a month ago? Wow. You know, I heard this pastor said this once. If you don't love God more every other day, every uh, uh, more, Actually, we, we think we're doing fine, but actually, in that sense, are we still, are we backsliding? Do we love God more every day? Do we love God more than I did last month? And we should love God more than we did because He's so good. You know, if, even if you read Joel 2, verse 12, it says this, to turn to me now when there's still time. Give me your hearts. God says, don't tear your, your clothing and grief in grief, but instead, tear your hearts. Come on, God's not looking at anything, but God's looking at our hearts this morning. No, the other thing that I got, uh, even as I was praying about this, and God says, tell my people this, like, hey, even in doing this U-turn of prayer and fast, don't think as far praying as just a religious thing. Yeah. No, God wants you to begin to enjoy this time. God wants you to enjoy your time of prayer and fast with Him. You know, uh, can I be honest? I wasn't looking forward to, my, to prayer and fast. I, I normally don't because every time I'm like, oh, I don't get to eat lunch. And lunch is my, my time, you know, my time where I get to take a break off work and don't think about anything. And I'm like, ah. Oh. So every time I like doing a 7 to a.m. to 7 p.m., I'm like, what am I going to do during lunchtime? I have nothing to look forward to. And I never have, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the lead up to U-turn if I'm honest with you. But God's saying like, hey, I want, you might tell my people, hey, will you enjoy spending time with God again? You know, don't make, don't think of prayer. Sometimes we think prayer as just a religious thing. Uh, prayer as just, oh, it's such a serious thing. It is serious, but God says, hey, will you enjoy uh, spending time with Him today? Uh, God wants us to enjoy spending time with Him. You know, if you read the disciples, how they spend time with Jesus and they love spending time with Jesus. You know, they follow Him everywhere for three years. Can you imagine being with Jesus for 24 hours? They must have loved him. They must have liked hanging out with him. Because I've been on holiday with my friends for 10 days. I came back after 10 days. We did not talk to each other for two months because we wanted to kill each other after 10 days in each other's presence for 24 hours. But imagine the disciples, 23 years, day and night, they were with Jesus. 
but they love Jesus so much. And let's say that, hey, Jesus is a cool guy to hang out with. You know, if you read through the New Testament, if you read the Gospels, crowds were going after Jesus. And I don't think it was just because of his miracles, but I think people love hanging out with him. That I know he, people, you know, if you read, Jesus goes to a lot of parties and dinners, and people were inviting him, Jesus, come back home, come to my house. And I think that that says that people love hanging out with Him. And God is a God that we want to love hanging out with. No, so God is saying today to you, hey, don't think of this 21 days when you pray uh, in your time of seeking Him. Don't make it a chore. But come on, love, come on. Come, get to, just come to that place where God, know that God is good, but God's fun God as well. God's not boring God. God is not like a holy, I mean, God is holy, please don't get me wrong. God is holy, but God is just like, hey, He wants to hang out with you at the same time. No, we need to begin to understand that's the God that we serve as well. You know, um, well, I know some of us here who have been to homes, we've been um, doing a series of seeking God, and we learn one of the key words, one of the root words of seeking God is this called bakar, B-A-Q-A-A, and one of the root meaning it says this, to seek God with pleasure, you know. And God wants us to seek Him and sit down with Him with pleasure. You know, it's not going to be a boring thing, but it's a, wow, God, I love it, you know. Yeah. I love it. I love spending time with you today, you know. And sometimes, I think as humans, sometimes we struggle with that because we can't see God face to face. And sometimes as humans, like, God, I want to spend time with someone I can physically be with, yeah. you know. Uh, like me, I love spending time with Dave. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it's because we have fun together. You know, we do. I don't know. <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> but you know, we love spending time together because we enjoy each other's company and, and and because we know each other. And one of the ways that we can understand love spending time with God is, hey, come on, let's know Him more today. You know, even during this U-turn, can I encourage you, come on, let's turn our hearts back. Let's begin to ask God to examine our hearts and just really, uh, is it, and uh, examine our hearts and search our hearts. Is God really number one? Is God really our first love? You know, and, uh, and if, if it's not, nothing wrong with, no, but if it's not, then just U-turn. That's the point of you turning back onto God this morning. Amen? The other thing is this, alongside with renewing your first love for God, if you read Revelation 2, it says this, you didn't love each other as much as you did. Yeah, it's not just a God thing, but you know, even as we love God, there also needs to flow out of that love of God, a love for people. You know, um, you know, if you read through Jesus, you know, Jesus was someone who really loved people. You know, if you read through the Gospels, every time it says that Jesus was moved with compassion. You know, compassion is not pity here, but compassion here is love. You know, and I think Jesus says that, hey, we need to, even during this season, not just pray for ourselves, pray for our own needs, but ask God to begin to expand our hearts to love people even more. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it's easy to, I think the thing is this, I think it's easy to love people who we get along with. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to love people who we love hanging out with. Um, I love, I mean, I only, sometimes as humans, you just want to hang out with people that you like. Yeah. That's normal, nothing wrong with that. But I think the true measure of how much you love someone is how do we respond to someone we don't necessarily like. Yeah. You know, someone who maybe our ideas, our values are different. But how do we respond? You know, I, I think God really convicted me of this. Um, as I was walking to work, as usual, every other day, uh, I, I was just, you know how sometimes when you have a routine, you just, I have an aim, I'm just getting there. And I, I, I went to a supermarket 
um, just before work, and I just went to grab, a, I don't know what I was grabbing, grabbing something. And I came out, I just wanted to throw something away. I didn't realize that, you know, outside supermarkets, sometimes you have the homeless people. And I didn't even realize there was a person sleeping there. And it looked like a pile of garbage, to be honest. And I just wanted to throw it down. And then after a while, I stopped there for a while. And I was like, oh, it's someone. <laughs> and I felt so bad. And I felt like, God, how could I miss that? You know, um, it's someone. Whether um, it, it's a homeless person, right? And Oh, sorry. It, it's someone. I felt like, God, how could I treat some, another human being that way? Yeah. And oh, Sorry. I don't mean to get emotional. It's the lack of sleep. Anyway, and, uh, and God really just uh, asked me again, like, hey, are, you, are we on the lookout for people? Yeah, you know, I'm not asking you to look at every homeless person, people in town and stuff, but are we on the lookout for people around us? Yeah. Do we see people? You know, uh, outside my office, there's someone, you know, the big issue sellers. And sometimes once in a while, I just go and buy a pret, which a croissant is, I can't remember how much is it, two pounds. And the big issue is only 250. And I'm suddenly like, Hey, actually, my breakfast can help someone yeah. for a day, and it's not to me. Two fifty is really not a big deal. It's just for you guys a cup of bubble tea, <laughs> maybe a, a bingsu, and that's it. But God's like, hey, but it's not the point that. But God's saying that will you look, open your eyes around, yeah. and look around to the people around you. Yeah. You know, are there friends in your life yeah. that sometimes maybe we don't necessarily like. Uh, I don't necessarily like that person, but are we in the process of reaching out to that person? You know, if you read through um, this, you know, and I, I think the Bible has such a beautiful picture of it. If you read Acts 10, uh, you don't have to turn to it. It's a long chapter. But basically, it's uh, talking about um, this Roman, show, Roman officer named Cornelius and Peter. Basically, in summary, I will summarize it, but you can go back and read properly. Homework for you. Pastor Dave will test you next week. Uh, <laughs> but in, uh, Cornelius was basically a Roman officer, but he was, he was someone who loved God. Yeah. And uh, one day, this, uh, the angel of the Lord came to him and said, hey, I want you to go to Peter yeah. and invite Peter to your house. Wow. So he commanded his servants to go and find Peter. Yeah. And Peter was one of the disciples, and Peter's like, okay. And God told Peter to go as well. So Peter went. But the thing is this, right? You need to understand, and back in those days, in the days of Acts, Peter was a Jewish person. And in Jewish culture, you do not enter in the house of a Gentile. A Gentile means a non-Jew because they're considered unclean in Jewish culture. And when he entered, uh, um, Cornelius just said, went and bowed down before Peter and said, oh, I'm so worthy that you came and all that. But Peter said, no, um, we are light. And you know, if you read on the Bible in Acts 10, it says this, Peter really got questioned by his people. Why do you enter in the house of a Jewish, uh, non-Jew people? Because do you know that you have defiled yourself? And he said, and Peter said, no, because God has really divided the walls between Jews and non-Jews. The thing is this, how do we look out? Are we, and I think it's this, such a beautiful picture of the reconciliation of pe different people. And the thing is this, are we looking out for people that is not like us, maybe not in our comfort zone, Maybe it's not convenient for us to hang out with them. But hey, come on, God wants us to begin to look out even more for them. Amen? So I pray during this U-turn that it will not just be a heart for yourself and for God, but out of the heart for God, it will overflow into loving people as well. Amen? Next thing is this. The second thing I believe that God wants us to begin to work as well in our lives is this. He wants us to begin to build spiritual muscles in our life. You see, the thing is this, all of us here, whatever you're fasting, you find it very difficult to fast because we need 
we need strength in our body, we need our flesh to function because otherwise it can't function, right? Um, but the thing is this, when we fast, we're telling our flesh like, hey, um, my, my God is stronger than this, I don't need. I, I, my flesh is submitted to me and not the other way around. And the thing is, um, God is saying that, hey, I want you to begin to build spiritual muscles in your life. Now, if you read Hebrews 11, it says this. Hebrews, you have to turn to Hebrews 11. But Hebrews 11 basically is the hall of fame of all the different Bible heroes that you read of. It talks about how uh, true the elders obtain a good testimony. And good testimony here talks about good legacy of faith. You know, it talks about people, Abraham who left his hometown when God called him. It talks about Abraham and Sarah who had a child even though they had their old age. It talks about Daniel who entered in into the lion's dens and defeated and still came out alive. It talks about David who defeated Goliath. And it sounds like, whoa, like such amazing stories of faith. And sometimes we think, oh, and God's saying like, hey, I want you to continue to fight that kind of fight that these people fight. But these people didn't fight, these heroes didn't fight out of their own strength, they fought, they fought out of their weaknesses. They fought because they already built themselves to fight the fight they have. You know, and if you read in 2 Timothy verse 4, it says, Paul 4 verse 7, it says this, uh, Paul said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. You know, to fight the good fight and to finish the race, you, re- you need muscles to do that. I mean, it doesn't take common sense, right? To fight a fight, you need muscles. And God's saying today, like, hey, even this, you, during this U-turn, would you continue to build muscles to enable you to fight the fight? Wow. Will you continue to build muscles to enable you to help you to race, uh, uh, run the race well? You know, um, and we need to begin to exercise these muscles daily. You can't go and run a marathon just like that. Yeah. You know, for those of you who are fit, yes, you can. Uh, but I can't, I can't. I need to, I need to train, right? Um, you know, I, I know I'm not the most sportiest type, but when I was younger... Younger a bit. Uh, when I was in high school, I used to do the what did I used to do? I used to do the hundred meters. Yeah. Okay, my school is quite useless in that. But <laughs> so basically, how they pick people for sports, right? It's like whoever want to go and uh, go for to represent the school, just sign up your name. I'm like, I wanted to sign up because I wanted to skip school. That's the only reason I signed up. So our school is like my school is quite bad, right? So that was that, and I read and I went for the event, and lo and behold, I really had some sort of hidden talent where I could run really fast. Because when I went, my, 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 the coaches were like, just go. Um, just, we just need to fill in the spots. And I remember when I was running, I, I was leading, right? And I could suddenly see my seniors all standing up and looking. I was like, oh, okay. And I, I thought, who had some natural talent? And I went on to, I went on to win. I went on to win the whatever level, I can't remember. State level, yes, state level. And, uh, and that was it. After that, there was a sports season. And you know, after that, after that, for the first half of the year and second half of the year, it's like you need to concentrate on your studies. So I didn't focus on sports anymore. So I thought, okay, fine. I had some, in my head, I thought, this is it. I have some good talent, natural talent. And then the next year, when I went back again for the same event, it was 100 meters, right? I remember I did not train at all for that whole year. I seriously thought I had some natural talent, seriously. Because <laughs> after that year, after the, in the, the following month, I got a, a letter calling me up oh, would you like to represent the state and you come go for some state trainings? My parents, being typical parents, Asian parents, say, no, cannot, need to study. Um, but the next event at Sports Day, the same event again, when I ran, gosh, I did not train the whole year, right? At the 80 meter mark, I'm like, suddenly I felt so tired. I was like, hey, where's my natural talent? <laughs> at the 80th mark, I'm like, 
I just stopped. I know I could. I still finish it because I was hit, right? But but I couldn't. I didn't do as well as I thought I would. No, my my times were really bad compared to my first year. I was like, hey, how come like that? And I think when I look back now, I'm like so stupid. You did not train for one whole year. Obviously, you're not going to run as fast as you can. And the thing is this, the same thing is with our spiritual life as well. We need to begin to exercise our muscles. We need to exercise our spiritual muscles daily. You cannot expect when the fight to come and you have not been exercising faith all this while to suddenly say, God, I, I can do this, I can fight this. But hey, come on, every day of your life, every time during this U-turn, will you begin to search God and ask God, hey, what areas of my life do I need to work on? You know, maybe some of us here, we need to work on being more tougher, that's all. You know, um, maybe some of us here, we need to work on being, you know, I don't know what it is, but I pray that you will ask the Holy Spirit to search you and ask you, what areas of my life, God, do I need to be tougher? You know, the thing is this, uh, if I turn us to Matthew 9, verse 14 to 17, it says this. I'll focus on 14 to 17, and God says this, No one puts new wine into old wine skins. The old, wine, old skins will burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and running the, ruining the skins. New wine must be stored in new wine skins. Thus, both the wine and the wine skins are both preserved. You know, the thing is this, so many of us, we desire the more of God, but the thing is this, are we, when we reach that stage, can we, do we have the capacity to fight that race that God has put on? You know, for example, if you feel like you're studying now, you feel like exams are the worst thing ever. Yes, I understand. But when you go out and work, trust me, exams are like quite easy. Um, the, your deadline on that day, there's no more three weeks to study. When the doc, the doc, your boss said, I want it today, you have no time. You just have to do it. And that's worse, actually. I Well, you might beg to differ, but I think that's worse for me. La. For me, that's worse. And God's saying that, well, you need to build your capacity. And what is it about the old wine skin in you that needs to be replaced with the new wine? You know, old wine skin... Um, if, I don't have a picture, but oh, uh, wine skin is basically what they used to store wine in the old days. It's what they used to pro, uh, do go for the wine to go through the process of fermentation because they didn't have what we have today. Uh, so every, they will make this. The, it's like a something to fill in the wine, and it's made of the skin of the lamb. And they will pour in wine, and the wine will then ferment. And when it ferments, it will release gas, and then the wine skin will then expand and becomes tough. And the God is saying that, hey, um, I can't pour in new wine anymore into that wine skin. It's because when I pour in new wine and the new, the new wine ferments, that wine skin will burst because it be, it's hard already. It doesn't have the capacity to expand anymore. And you know, sometimes we want to expand, but we, we want God to bless us even more. We want the more. We want God to bless us, but uh, that's our, our, are we equipped to handle the more blessing of God? Are we to ha equipped to handle the more fights that God has ahead? So I pray that this year, this ring, you, you turn. I pray that you will seek God and ask God today, hey, what God, what are the areas of muscles, spiritual muscles that I need to work on today? You know, the last thing about this, about wineskin is this. Uh, wineskin, if you think about it, what I explained, it does not mean that is once used, that's it. You cannot use it again. They're how, how they reuse the wineskin is this. They take the wineskin and then they massage oil into it so that it gets softer and that it can be used again. And likewise with us, even as I was praying, you know, all the points that I've shared, you know, about loving God, um, even more about loving people, about 
building our muscles, all this is not possible on our own human strength. And like our old wine skin, we need to be, in that sense, massage or maybe in this terminology, soak in all which represents the Holy Spirit. No, and, and we can't do it again. We need to be filled again with the Holy Spirit. And even I was praying today, you know, I felt God say that, hey, I want maybe just to, for us to just spend more time in worship later. You know, for us, for some of you here, maybe you need that fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you feel like, yeah, I can't love God that way because we need the infilling first of the Holy Spirit. We need God to come and touch us first before we can go on. You know, I pray that during this U-turn, this coming 21 days, will you, will you just submit yourself to God? Will you ask God to continue to just uh, fill you? Okay, I just invite the worship team up. And I just want us to spend some time praying. You know, I want some time to spend some time in worship today. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.